0: to vote for Dr. Frances Jackson for State Rep. She is a teacher who will make sure our public schools have the funds that they need so that kids here can be successful. Dear Grandma, please vote for Dr. Jackson because she wants to expand affordable health care to 500,000 more people in North Carolina. Dear Mom, Dr. Jackson is the only candidate who will reduce the chemicals in our drinking water and hold polluters accountable. Please support her. Dr. Frances Jackson for State Rep.
1: Hello, everyone. We are sitting here today with Dr. Frances Jackson. This is her second time running for office, and we are excited to have you here,
0: Dr. Jackson. Thank you for having me, Dr. Hans Lashley. I really appreciate you bringing me on today. Of course. We're excited to have you on here.
1: So tell us a little bit about yourself and about your background here in Fayetteville, North Carolina.
0: Okay. Well, I'm a graduate of E. Smith Senior High School, home of the Golden Bulls, and after graduating from East Smith, I went on to North Carolina a State University and received my bachelor's of science degree in transportation and economics. I t- returned home to Fayetteville and became a community planner, or actually a thoroughfare planner, where I was a part of the, the staff team that um, designed the outer loop, which is now known as I-295. And after several years as a thoroughfare planner, I moved up the ranks, became a community planner and land use codes Um, where developers and engineers had to come to my office and receive approval to build subdivisions, movie theaters, shopping centers. So I have a diverse background. Um, I'm running for office because as a part of my job, Title VI required us to have public hearings. And in my interaction with the public, I learned that so many people in our community don't know, they didn't know how to do like, what, what do you do? to build a house. So we we'll walked them through that process. And what do I do? What's the process for me to build a shopping center or, or uh, uh, donate two acres of land for my son and daughter to put a mobile home on? So I have a diverse background in planning and that's where I have my first opportunity of meeting people, meeting engineers, meeting developers, um, writing and writing ordinances for coming County in the city of Fayetteville. So, I decided to run for this office again after being the 2020 Democratic nominee. I lost by 600 votes for North Carolina House of Representatives District 45. So when the opportunity came around again, I decided to file again and run for this office again. I'm hoping that the people will come out and support me again like they did before.
1: Awesome, yes, we are hoping that more people come out support and especially um, minorities and the youth man, me being a minority female myself it is great seeing you running for this office. Um, I, I'm excited and I hope that you get up there and and do some great things for us.
0: So what, what I will want to do what will your focus be? Well, I can tell you I'm so glad you asked. I know a current delegation in Raleigh came. They brought us millions of dollars home, but to Cumberland County. But one thing I think they failed on and in turn they lacked was the ability to make education a priority. And that's why I decided to run. Currently, after many years in local and state government as a community planner and transit planner, and and all that, now I'm an educator and I am a, a adjunct. I'm political science adjunct, and I'm also a middle school social studies teacher. And I'm often at work hearing people complaining about how we don't get this as educators. No one respects us. No one appreciates what we do. And I decided that education needs to be a priority in this state, the state of North Carolina, the General Assembly. They are now in the process of revamping K through 12, and I think an educator needs to be at the table before COVID. Teachers will. Will protest down the middle of the streets in Raleigh, and the representatives in this area would not even come out and talk to them. Well, as an educator, they would not have that concern. I will be there. I'm a classroom teacher, and I'm the only candidate in this race who has been endorsed by the NCAE, and I'm the only candidate in this race who is an educator. We, as educators, we—they are talking about making changes to our retirement. They're talking about making our merit pays pay based on test scores. And our students come to school, Dr. Ashley Glass, with so many concerns and things on their mind that they're not, they're not always prepared for a test. So that's not fair to the teacher. We're the ones who work with social workers and guidance counselors to make sure they get the attention and the help that they need. We are the ones that the kids open up to when they're not able to open up to their parents. So we wear so many hats, but we're the least respected. We are the only profession that educates all other professions. We are the only one that, we are the ones who educate engineers, we are the ones who educate lawyers, we are the ones who educate doctors. So I think that there should be a change starting in the general assembly and that's where i would start as a as a representative if elected by the people in district 45.
1: you know you mentioned that you're an educator and and the schooling is very much different now what would you do as it pertains to mental health
0: how can you help the people in that aspect you know so many people are looking at mental health as You know, they're talking. One of the things I'm excited about was when I ran two years ago. You know, Medicaid expansion was on the forefront of of the you know one of my priorities: education, mental health, the environment, and jobs. Now I'm so excited to hear that they're more they're moving more closely to approving Medicaid expansion, and with that, teachers, students, parents will be able to get the mental health uh, attention that they need. When I was a magistrate, I saw, and I was a magistrate for Cumberland County, I had parents that come down and say, ma'am, sir, you know, ma'am, please commit my son, my daughter, we're at home and we're locked in our bedrooms because we can't sleep at night because that child is disrupting the household. But they didn't meet the criteria established by the, the state of North Carolina general statutes. So I think it's very important that people not be ashamed to say, hey, I do need that attention. And and teachers are saying that they're burned out. Many of them have worked, you know, they work at, at school. After school, we have programs. After school, we have to meet and we are involved in. And they then have to go home and, and, and help their own children. So it becomes taxing. And it's not, that's an issue that it doesn't matter what your socioeconomic background is. We saw that already with Miss, you know, the young lady, with Miss America and the judge saying, you know, so many people are experiencing this. I'm talking to people at the polls who are telling me the same thing that happened to their children, their nephew, their sons, their daughters. So that's one of the things I would certainly, if they had not already approved it by the time I'm elected, I'll make sure that I'm one of the votes that they will receive to make sure that that Medicaid expansion is approved.
1: Wow. That is amazing. Um, and and also you mentioned about community planning. So we know that a lot of people, you know, go after grants and they go after funding to assist them in in building up the community. And we hear a lot of people are having challenges, you know, with this. What would you do to kind of assist and sway the, the mindsets in a different direction if it's against what the people are really needing or wanting?
0: Well, I think what I would do is keep in touch with the people. You know, so often, um, you know, elected officials are elected and you don't hear from them again. I would stay in touch with my community. That's one of the things I do now. You know, I'm a, I serve on several boards in the community, and my church is involved in, our, in the community. So I would just stay abreast of the needs. I would certainly stay abreast of making sure that the grants and the knowledge about grants and opportunities were conveyed to the people. So that's one of the things I told the NCAE. They want to know how would you keep in touch with us. I think it's important that you um, the Google Meet. One thing COVID did was made us very creative about staying in touch and meeting one another. So that's what I would do. I would make sure that the people understood the process so it would not be any confusion about why uh, if it was against their wants or needs. I would stay in touch with the people and let them know the options that we had and how they, how I think is best to represent them. And I would like to know that they would support me on that because from being in this community, from growing up in this community, the the people would know that I would not do anything that would hurt the community. Like I said, I grew up in Fayetteville and I've lived in, in Hope Mills for over 28 years. I brought my house here in 1993 as a result of presenting the subdivision to the town of Hope Mills for them to annex it. And I decided, hey, I want to live in here. So I am from the community and I will not do anything in Raleigh or anywhere that would represent or misrepresent the community at all.
1: Yes, excellent. Man, you just have me like, yes, vote for her. (laughs) (laughs) So we have heard about your background, the reason that you wanted to run for office your focus, how you're gonna to continue to build relationships with the people, your strategic vision and change, which are very important areas. Yes. So what is it um, that you want to end this with? What, what change are you going to make that you know is going to hit home? And it's something that the people have needed for so long now.
0: One of the things I would end this by saying, this is an opportunity for all of us as an educator. Research says that education, a well-educated child or student is an asset to the community. You know, when I was a planner back when we were doing the 2010 comprehensive plan, they said that if we have an educated community industry, then businesses would come here. I'm so thankful to see that that's finally coming into fruition with Amazon. But our students need so much more. And I would like to be that person to go to Raleigh. And it will be the first opportunity we've had ever to have an educator represent the people of this community in Raleigh. I know that, you know, we have the military here, and I'm so excited that they are here. Um, many years ago, we saw how important the military was. They, they pumped over $2 billion a year into five counties here. But this position with the state of North Carolina, this legislative position, it doesn't really do a whole lot. There's not a lot that can be done for the military. It's already been done. They've already uh, relaxed taxes on the pensions of our military retirees in this community. Anything else beyond that would have to be a congressional seat. This is a state seat. We as a state legislator, what they do is they keep communications open between the retiree families about what the Congress is going to do, but as far as passing bills or affecting the military, this position cannot do that. And that's why I decided to run to to make sure education is a priority. It's number one. We've not ever had that before. Teachers in this community, whether they in this district or not, they will benefit. Educators will benefit, the students will benefit, the administrators will benefit if we have a legislator in Raleigh who understands what the needs of education. I understand that research says that a well-educated community, you don't have high crime because people are able to read, they're able to write, They're able to get the 15 hour, 20 hour job. They're able to start their own businesses. They don't have to go to college. We know as educators, we need to go back to vocation and make sure that our students have options. Everybody's not meant to go to college. That doesn't mean that they can't be a productive citizen. So that is why I decided to run and make them know this is what is going on in the classroom. Students want options. Many of them want to go and work for the FBI, many of them wanna start their own businesses. In the high school, we need to be talking about business plans. We need to be talking about how technology online, you can have a business. You don't have to have brick and mortar. So these are some of the things that I'm excited about that I have my vision is by saying, okay, this is an opportunity that we should not pass up. And that's sending an educator to Raleigh. Whoa! Well, you brought up a lot more things and
1: I'm excited to have you in office and see what you're going to do for the people, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. That is something that I am very, very, very passionate about. And especially I for our you youth. Are. <laughs> yes. yes, you
0: are. Yes, you are.
1: Yes. So do
0: you have any closing remarks for the people? I just want to thank you for having me on. And I would ask the people in District 45 to send me to Raleigh. Send me to Raleigh so we can make a difference in this community by making education a priority. I had teachers to come to the polls yesterday to vote for me, said, ma'am, please help us. I understand that so many of us are wearing so many hats. We had in my school a, a teacher to leave and my class grew over, over 30 students. I know that's going on across the county. We have to find a way to make people know that teachers are important that we should be respected and that, and to find a way to attract teachers to come here. And that's something that I can do in Raleigh. So, yes, thank you for having me. Please vote Tuesday, Francis Jackson, uh, Dr. Francis Jackson, for NC House District 45. More changes will come if I go to Raleigh. You have to take me. You have to send me there with your vote. Thank you so much. Dad, I need you to vote for Dr. Francis Jackson for state rep. She is a teacher who will make sure our public schools have the funds that they need so that kids here can be successful. Dear Grandma, please vote for Dr. Jackson because she wants to expand affordable health care to 500,000 more people in North Carolina. Dear Mom, Dr. Jackson is the only candidate who will reduce the chemicals in our drinking water and hold polluters accountable. Please support her. Dr. Francis Jackson for state rep.